0: The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet to get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com slash SGP. That's coorslight.com slash SGP. Roster brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. Roster brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app your home for all of our free picks and
1: podcasts.
0: Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, April 20th, currently 12-12 on the East Coast. Here to break down some player props first for the Wednesday night NBA playoff schedule and joining me as usual on Wednesday to dive into some player performances and as we'll give out our player prop picks for tonight. My main man for the SGP and network that does it both on and off the court for us. He keeps the train moving. He's the engine. It's Scott Reichel. Scott, how you doing, my man?
1: Uh, doing pretty well. So far, the playoffs have gone well for us, I believe. On oh, yeah. The lock and dog segments. I think I've hit every lock up to this point, which is definitely nice. Uh, It's unfortunate that I was unable to sweep again yesterday with the Hawks' first quarter money line, and they lost by one. I couldn't even get a push out of that, so that was a bit rough. But, yeah, overall, it's been pretty good.
0: Yeah, me and you in the same boat. I lost by a point uh, yesterday on the team total over for the Hawks. I had that 106. They ended up with 105. But uh, sometimes I guess luck bounces our way, and sometimes it doesn't. I think last night was – one of those examples, but yeah, you're right, man. We're crushing it on our locks. We're 10 and two so far uh, through the first three gate or first three days of the uh, uh NBA playoffs. So hopefully we can keep it rolling, but we're going to discuss some player props here today uh, for the games tonight. And we're going to discuss some player performances uh, as well. Uh, what we've seen and Scott, let's jump right into it, man. Um, Two guys I kind of want to touch on. and uh, Maybe you have a couple more guys you want to talk about, but Outside of the superstars that we've seen here in the first three days of the playoffs here, it's it's been two guys. And I'll start with the Philly guy, Tyrese Max. who has been absolutely playing out of his mind in the first two games for the Philadelphia 76ers so far. First game, he finished up with 38 points. For the Sixers, I believe game two, he finished up with 26 for
1: 23,
0: 23. Okay. Um, but he's been playing well, man. What have you kind of seen out of Maxi? Or, or I'm not surprised by his performance, uh, but he's been playing well. But what have you kind of seen from him um, for, for the Sixers here so far?
1: I need to see him in a race with the Aaron Fox. It might <laughs> be the two fastest players in the league. I and mean, yeah. that, That's really the main thing that jumps off the page is that you see Embiid Who let's just say takes his time going up and down the court, but then Mm -hmm. you have the usual speed guys, and then you have Maxi, who makes everyone looks like he's he makes everyone else on the court looks like they're moving in slow motion. He he's just a blur. I mean, there's really not much more to add to that. So, and Maxi has gotten to whatever spot he wants on the court, whether you switch, whether you don't, he's faster than everyone. Mm -hmm. That seems to be the main characteristic. Of course, the shooting's been great as well, and the touch around the rim with the floater game. But Toronto can't stay in front of him because I'm not really sure how you're supposed to stay in front of him. His change in direction and his overall speed is just too much to comprehend for most people.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, throughout the season when we were talking about Maxi on, on the prop cast as far as his player props, I mean, he was cashing for us, but... He has, you know, really flourished since the trade of James Harden coming onto this team, and, and you know he's taken on that role of being that scorer. And you're right, man. This guy can get to any spot on the floor. His flo- his floater game has been absolutely phenomenal, knocking down shots. He's a great shooter as well. I think that's probably an underrated part of his game, where he's able to, you know, knock down three point shots. So far in the first two games against Toronto, he's four or he's made four on average. He's made five in the first game, three in the second game shooting at 56.3% from three-point land, shooting close to 70% from the uh, field as well. So, And then he almost nearly had a triple-double in game two, Scott. He finished up with 23, 9, and 8. So it's really been fun to watch him grow throughout the season here. But you're right. This guy is an absolute bucket so far, one of the faster guys in the league. And it's just really fun watching him, man. The athleticism he also possesses for his size, it's crazy. So I'm, I'm excited for Tyrese Max what the future he has for the Sixers, but, um, you're right. I don't think don't, Toronto really has anybody that can stay in front of him. I mean, right now Toronto is depleted at that guard position with some injuries. I know Scotty Barnes is missing for them. Uh, Fred Van Vliet can't stay in front of him. I don't think OG and Anobi can either, but this is a, a good problem for Doc Rivers. Wouldn't you say?
1: Uh, Definitely so. Now, I'm not going to overreact and say that this is going to be the full uh, blueprint for the rest of the playoffs because Toronto just doesn't really have the guys. I'd love to see how Philly's offense does against Miami because it seems like that's where we're headed for a second-round matchup. And Mm -hmm. I feel like Miami, of course, has a ton of guys they can throw at these guards for Philly. So I do think that Miami matches up better. Yeah. against this big three, so to speak, that Philly has than Toronto does. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a sweep, though. I think Toronto could win a game at home, but definitely it seems like Toronto is between a rock and a hard place because, I mean, maxi has been great, mm-hmm. and Bede's unstoppable in the middle, and even Tobias Harris has made shots. So I don't know what you're supposed to do besides just yell at Harden and dare him to shoot three-pointers? Like, I I don't know what you're supposed to do besides hoping Harden just takes a bunch of shots he shouldn't be taking.
0: Yeah. I mean, right now, he's really been the facilitator for this offense, and
1: well, shooting numbers aren't great. So.
0: Yeah, so, and again, when Maxie's playing the way he is, even Tobias Harris, he's been playing well for them as well. Yeah. I didn't mention that either, and, you know, MB's going to get hit, especially without the lack of size inside, but, uh, and again, the contribution they get from maxi it's what's really resulted in their two blowout wins so far in the series. So, yeah, you're right. I think Toronto maybe gets one of, one of the two at home here. Maybe it's tonight or the next game in game four, but I think that this should be quick work for Philly. Unless it gets to game seven, then Philly has some problems with James Harden and Doc Rivers in the game seven, but don't, ante- don't anticipate it getting that far in this series. Um, another player we wanted to touch on uh, here, Scott Jordan Poole of the Golden State Warriors, another guy that we talked about a lot on the podcast and even on the NBA Gambling Podcast. First two games against Denver. 30 points in game one, 29 in game two against them. And he's really been as efficient as Tyrese Maxey has. He's hit five three-pointers in both of those games so far in games one and two against Denver, shooting close to 66% from the floor. And he's been starting that starting lineup. I know they've been bringing Curry off of the bench, but this new death lineup that has Jordan Poole in it, man, it's been crazy. What do you think about Jordan Poole here so far?
1: Well, I guess the question that I'll have for you is, I don't want to say a loaded question, but I am curious your thoughts. Is Jordan Poole better than Clay Thompson? Uh, Right now, I don't don't mean historically speaking. I mean, right now.
0: Yeah, right now. uh, Yeah, I think so.
1: I personally agree, but the fact that we're having this conversation tells you how good Golden State actually is. I think (laughs) think the craziest part of the depth lineup is the fact that andrew wiggins is probably the worst player in the lineup yeah he was an all-star this year yeah i mean i mean <laughs> i, I, I don't know what more you need to say now phoenix of course i have to win the west mm-hmm. i have golden state to win the title which i feel great about compared to how i felt a couple of weeks ago yeah phoenix might have some problems getting out of the first round with booker's injury so mm-hmm. i'm not sure how i should approach that because i i can't cash out because it's a free bet so i have to figure out what i want to do with it but the point is golden state right now i think should come out of the west just based on what i've seen now when i was going through some series breakdowns with terrell before the playoffs actually started Mm -hmm. we did a best bet segment and of course you know the lock and dog my lock was golden state minus one and a half games against denver at minus 110 yeah and i thought they might sweep Mm -hmm. because i think denver sucks yeah. and it's not their fault for the matchup because Golden State might be the worst matchup for them in the entire playoffs, Yeah, but Denver's not any good. And Draymond has done a tremendous job defensively against Jokic, so props to him there. But you saw Boogie Cousins and Barton yelling at each other. Cousins, all-time terrible teammate, by the way, like historically bad, terrible teammate. Yeah, But I don't know what Denver's supposed to do. Because you look at the supporting cast, they're still missing Murray. They're still missing Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. And even if Jokic goes for 35, let's say he has one of those games, mm-hmm. Golden State's walking into 120 every game. What, what are you supposed to do? You just lose. Yeah. So I thought going in, Golden State would win in either four or five. Yeah. And I know the line right now for game three is Denver plus two. Good luck with that. I'm taking Golden State because even in altitude, this team is so just overwhelmed in every single area, even when Golden State uses half of the death lineup. As soon as Curry checks into the game, it's a wrap. Yeah. And the, this works 70 points in 19 minutes. <laughs> I don't even know how you do that, but I, I don't want to fully, fully crown Golden State as the Western Conference champions because I do think some of it is matchup-based. Sure, We saw Memphis get back on track uh, in Game 2. They have a lot of length. They can rebound as a, as a unit where Denver mostly just has one guy that's insanely good at rebounding mm-hmm. in Jokic. Mm-hmm. So maybe Memphis can throw some wrinkles in there. I don't think it matters. From what I can tell, even before Booker got injured and before Phoenix lost Game 2, my main takeaway was that that death lineup, the Deathcon 5, Deathcon 5, whatever you want to call it, pool party. There's a lot yeah. of great nicknames that are running around. You still got to yeah. pick your favorite one. But they showed that they have a gear that the old Golden State Championship teams had. Yeah. Where for even a five-minute stretch, they will torture you. Mm-hmm. And they will outscore you by 12 in a five-minute stretch. And even though Phoenix has been great late in the fourth quarter, not yesterday, but for the majority of the season and before Booker got injured, they had a gear two. This is something that I have not seen since probably Durant was on the Warriors. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Like Nobody's even in the same stratosphere as them with this five-man lineup. If you wanted my pick right now to win the West and win the title... You might say it's an overreaction for two games with Denver, but I'm not. They they check all the boxes in the eye tests. They succeed in every area, offensively, defensively. I guess rebounding could be a little bit improved, but you'll right. you'll sacrifice that when everybody can hit threes on that roster. Mm-hmm. But Golden State just has a gear, man. Like if yeah. you want to go for title odds or based on just the matchups they have, if they don't make it to the Western Conference Finals. I would be totally shocked.
0: Yeah, I agree with everything that you're saying. And I was high on this team coming into the season. I did pick up a, I think it was either 12 to one or 14 to one for them to win the title before the season. Obviously, I got better odds when the Curry injury happened. But um, yeah, they've looked dominant so far. I think the biggest takeaway for me outside of the death lineup and Jordan Poole playing well is that Steph Curry, I know he's coming back from the foot injury, but he hasn't had to play significant minutes. If you take a look at his first two games so far, he's only played 22 and 23 minutes and been incredibly inf- efficient, especially in game two. So I don't think you change the game plan, continue to bring him off the bench and, and, and if that's been working for you. And if he only has to play, you know, right around that 25, 23 minute mark for you, that's a huge victory for the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, if, they, if they're able to take care of business, sweep them, that's going to give them more time to, you know, give Curry to get right even more if he's not 100% yet. But, yeah, it's extremely difficult for this Denver Nuggets team to keep up with the scoring that the the scoring ability that the Golden State Warriors have because of this death lineup that they do have. And, you know, Jordan Poole has been playing well. Andrew Wiggins even had a ga- great game in game, Two. Everybody did. So, again, I think that's just going to continue here in uh, Game 3 against the um, – the The Denver Nuggets, I believe that's on Thursday night. So,
1: well, um, I was going to ask you though, since yeah. there are still lines up for the actual uh, series, Golden State to win the series is uh, minus sixteen hundred, but Golden State to sweep is around two to one. Yeah, they're expecting Denver to win a game, so Golden State four one is plus one sixty. Shopping around, I'm sure you could find better than that. Four mm-hmm. nothing is around plus two hundred, plus two twenty. Or you could just take Golden State minus two and a half games and minus 2.15. I really wouldn't mind potentially putting something, assuming the money lines check out, Mm -hmm. on the sweep. Just because I really have no idea how Denver is supposed to win a game. Even if Jokic goes nuts, you need pretty much the entire Warriors team to forget how to shoot threes.
0: Yeah. I don't see them winning maybe one, but there's no way this this team is going to win two against the Golden State Warriors, but...
1: I made yeah. this comparison on my YouTube show yesterday. Sorry to uh-huh. interrupt, but no, you I compared it to last year's series against Phoenix. Yeah. And you saw Denver get smacked in the first two games. Mm-hmm. They went back to altitude, and people thought, you know, Denver at home, tough team. You know, it's a lot that. It's like, no, Chris Paul just walked in and destroyed all of you because you guys can't guard anybody. So yeah. you went from Chris Paul and Booker doing whatever they want to curry clay and Poole doing whatever they want with wiggins getting some easy looks on the side yeah at some point home court advantage is important but it's not going to change the entire complexion of the matchup denver is outmatched in every single area at every single position besides center
0: yeah and again you know you mentioned that they don't have michael porter jr they don't have jamal murray i mean those are your next two best players on this team and outside of what they have on this roster outside of it's like Aaron Gordon, where are you? I think we, you and I discussed this or was it, I, don't, I forgot who it was, but he has been a no show so far. He's supposed to be the second best player right now without Jamal Murray and MPJ in the lineup. And he hasn't he been supposed to guard. Yeah. And, and again, Will Barton had, I think he had a good game one, but the consistency after that, there's a significant drop off after Jokic on this roster where, Across the board, like we just discussed with the Golden State Warriors, there's guy after guy that can knock down shots and get create their own shots as well. So, and it's really been on the back of Jordan Poole right now, who's probably been the best player in the series. I know Curry had a great game too. Uh, scored 34 points in about 23 minutes. But this lineup of the Golden State Warriors, it's giving them problems right now. And I agree with you that this should probably be a sweep for the Warriors. If not, it should be done in five. So at, at plus odds, you know, on both of those, maybe you could put a little bit down and come out a little bit profitable uh, on either side of that. So um, I wanted to highlight those two players at least uh, so far in the plus. but do you have anybody that you kind of want to discuss here as far as a player performance or maybe a dud or a guy that you kind of think that needs to step up for some of these other series, uh, Scott?
1: Well, we're only one game in, so I'm not going to fully roast them. but KD has to play better. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's a given. Kyrie mm-hmm. was amazing, and they still lost the game. Yeah. So that was unfortunate, but yeah, I don't really have much more to add than that. Hopefully the Nets, in my hope as a, as a fan, I hope they bounce back in game two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say that it's a shock based on how well he's played, but I got to give it at least a shout out to Brandon <laughs> Ingram who I know is not in the same, let's just say he's not as big of a shock as the emergence of a maxi or a pool who are in the running for most improved. Mm -hmm. And of course, they're not going to get it. But still, the point is they were in the running where they kind of came out of nowhere. Ingram's been around for a while, and I have been a bit critical of him in the past because Mm -hmm. I consider him a bit of a ball hog, and I've yet to see him really perform in the big stages. Mm Mm-hmm he's done that and then some. He had 37 10 and 9 yesterday, 11 and 9 yesterday. So he almost had a triple double. Yeah. He took over that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I got to give props to Ingram. I'm not saying that they're officially going to win the series. They definitely have a great shot to win it if Booker is going to be missing a couple of games, definitely helps. Yeah. But when you go for 37 11 and 9 against the top 3 defense in the league, I got to give you your flowers. I'm doing that for Ingram because he was amazing.
0: Yeah, he was great last night. Um, even in play playing tournament games, he, was, he played real well. So, um, yeah, I'm an Ingram fan. I think that you know he definitely has the ability to be um, a number two guy at least on a on a team. So, um, I, th- I think
1: defensively he needs to still improve a little bit, but oh, yeah. offensively he's very very talented. There's no, there's no denying that.
0: Yeah, yeah, he had a great game uh, uh, last night in the victory against the Phoenix Suns, where they evened up the series. Do you have
1: anybody else you want to mention, or uh, no? In- Ingram's I think, on the same cow over, but I have to at least give him a shout out.
0: Yeah, I, I think that you know Ingram. We we discussed him. I think yeah, he had a great game. Um, I don't think there's really anybody else that I really want to shout out against Atlanta. I mean, I think defensively because Miami is so good that they're creating the problems that they are against those two uh, against their players, at least with Trey young and um, who was the other player I talked about this morning, Uh, John Collins? yeah, Uh, Collins and Gallinari. I think those were the two guys from last night, but
1: I think it aligns us better without Collins. Of course, now with Capel out, you don't have a choice. Like you you have to play Collins, but during the off season, Mm -hmm. they should consider trading him because when they went on that massive run to make it to the, uh, play-ins and then to make it to the playoffs. Yeah, Collins didn't play, so they clearly don't need him when they're paying him a bunch of money. They should probably trade him.
0: Yeah, I know there were rumors about that at the trade deadline, but I think that maybe in the offseason that kind of comes into fruition. But I think I, I think that is a possibility going into the offseason. I just off don't think season. he moves
1: the needle at all with
0: this game. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, one player I did want to mention, I think we should mention, or at least I wanted to mention, is uh, Jalen Brunson. No.
1: The way he bounced yeah. back
0: in, in game two for the uh, Dallas Mavericks. I mean, they needed every one of those three-pointers that they made. They made 22 in that game. But Jalen Brunson, I thought, had an absolutely fantastic game in game two. Uh, scored 41 points, was very efficient from the floor, 15 of 25 shot, 60% from three point land as well. Kind of want to give him f- his flowers. Held it down without Luca. Um, they're expecting him back possibly for game three, if not game four for sure. Um, so shout out to uh, Jalen Brunson as well. Uh, absolutely crushed it on in game two with a 40 point performance. Um, and then Maxi Kleba. I know we were tweeting about this. Um, at least I know, and we're talking about the on the Slack channel as well. He was eight of eleven from three point land for the Dallas Mavericks in game two. Needed every one of those. So, uh, two guys I did want to mention on the Dallas uh, Dallas Mavericks squad uh, for the way they performed in game two. You have anything the else? Uh, story.
1: Scott? I was going to say it's the same story every year for Utah. Yeah, Dallas <laughs> yeah. just remembered. Let's put a center who could shoot threes. Yeah, and Utah got torched. And the thing is, Gobert is going to always be the one that gets roasted mm-hmm. because. He is defensive player of the year several times over, and he's expect. What is he supposed to do? Because yeah. if you look at Game One when they won, Gobert saved that team so badly in Game One because nobody can guard anyone in the perimeter. Mm-hmm. So Gobert is supposed to be this Mutombo like rim presence who's supposed to block five shots a game. Yeah. And he's also supposed to guard the three point line to cover up for the fact that Bogdanovich has been getting torched. Mm -hmm. Mitchell's been awful defensively. Conley can't guard anybody. O'Neal's been okay. Yeah. So you have one mediocre defender and three terrible defenders in this series, and I'm supposed to blame Gobert for like not covering the three point line and the paint. He has nothing. No, like he's he's screwed. What What are you supposed to
0: do? It's an easy target because it's Rudy Gobert, right? And, and he gets I think all that, the
1: publicity for defense. Yeah. But I don't know what center could do anything. Like even if you throw in an bio mm-hmm. who can give you some length in the perimeter, that that's great. All four other defenders on your team are getting cooked every possession. Yeah. Like I I, I don't. It's uh, is it Gobert's fault that Ma- that Maxi's wide open for three eight times in a row. Because Brunson immediately breaks down Connolly in two seconds. No. Yeah. I I don't know what I'm not gonna fully come to the defense of Gobert because offensively he's been a disaster. And that's not a surprise. But defensively, I gotta give him a pass because that entire Utah perimeter defense is non existent. And because Dallas stole game two and Lucas probably come back for game three, Mm -hmm. Utah
0: screwed. Yeah. I hope the people are our listeners from the NBA pod and uh, on Sean and Ryan's show, did pick up a ticket on Dallas after they lost Game One. That was at five you bet and, them now. Um, yeah, you can still bet them now right now at plus odds as well. But yeah, definitely some players that we wanted to shout out and, and discuss there uh, as far as the playoffs so far. We'll continue to do that as we kind of progress through the playoffs here. But Scott, let's take one quick break here, bud. We'll come back and then we'll dive into our player props here on this Wednesday night schedule for the NBA playoffs. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet's $10 win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's Own Build Your Own Bet feature. That's right. Same game parlays with the Win's Own, Build Your Own Bet feature. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit WynNBet.com to get started today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. It's that time, the NBA Playoffs, and SGPN is offering NBA Playoffs Bracket Challenge. We're giving away $500 in their bracket challenge. Completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA Playoffs or hit the contest link in the SGPN app for your chance to win $500. It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduation, spring sports and more, we're busier than ever before. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you always feel like you're always on? Work, friends, family, a million social issues and the expectation to be on 24-7. 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Mountain cold refreshment. It's really made to chill. Like I said, Coors Light is cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. When I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com SGP. That's coorslight.com SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever right now. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second, enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're always on? Work, friends, family, a million million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button, and that's why you reach for coolers Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer that's out there literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit the reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. So all you gotta do is head over to CoorsLight.com/sgp. That's CoorsLight.com/sgp to get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart. And remember to always celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode actually doesn't protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prowling eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick. When you're streaming media, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. All right, coming off of the break here, Scott, let's dive into our player props for tonight. I'll give you the floor first, my man. What do you got for your first player prop?
1: So, the first one I had actually moved, unfortunately, but it's still a number that I like. It's going to be in the Nets Celtics game. I'm taking Andre Drummond under eight and a half rebounds at minus 124. I know anytime you take an under in rebounds with Drummond, it sounds dangerous, mm-hmm. but based on what I saw in game one, and as a Nets fan who's watched him the entire season, this is Steven Adams yesterday all over again. Drummond should not be on the floor. Yeah, And I'm not saying he's only going to get three minutes like Adams did yesterday, but mm-hmm. Drummond played 17 in game one, and he was a negative 13. He got absolutely killed. He got into foul trouble. He couldn't stop anybody. The best big man that uh, Brooklyn had was Claxton, who played 31 minutes. And even though he bricked those painful two free throws in the final minute and change, which completely changed the complexion of the game. He's the best offensive center they have by a large margin. And if you want to go through the actual numbers involving Drummond, he's been awful against Boston this season, particularly on the glass. He had four rebounds in game one. He's faced off against Boston five times this season. He's had less than nine rebounds in four of those five meetings. The one exception, he had nine. So he's bar- he hasn't gotten to 10 in any of these meetings. On top of that, I mentioned how good Claxton was defensively. To go into an actual number here, Tatum had the game-winning buzzer-beater layup. We know that. Those were his only two points in the final 10 minutes and 35 seconds. Tatum was on the floor for the entire fourth quarter. Yeah. Claxton was the primary defender. Tatum did not score a point for 10-plus minutes. Claxton has to be on the floor all the time. The Nets might even throw in some Blake Griffin if they want some potential switchability mm-hmm. in the series. But Drummond cannot play. You might start him test. You might start him for the first quarter, maybe out of the half. But if he plays more than fifteen minutes in Game Two, Nash should be fired because <laughs> he should not be on the court.
0: Yeah, I agree. And you've been pointing this out to me very well about Claxton should the guy that's uh should be on the floor instead of drumming here um especially from a defensive standpoint and i agree with everything that you're saying i know you talked me off of drumming rebound props i think it was the last time we did the playoffs uh props. so uh thank that you was for with that.
1: Cle- i think i talked you into the the claxon in, yeah. in that cleveland game as well i think i yeah. got there
0: yeah so and i was looking for a claxon again i think they'll probably post that closer to game time because that's when they really drop the player props for the bench players but I agree with everything that you just said about Andre Drummond. It might be the same thing as we see uh, out of what happened with Stephen Adams last night. That was that so funny, by the way. It, it really was. So he played what three minutes, and then it he was played three much
1: minutes, done. picked up a uh, two fouls and a flagrant, which yeah. I don't think should have been a flagrant, but whatever. And then I, I'm like, wait a second, was that a flagrant two? Did he get ejected? It's like yeah. no, it's a flagrant one. They just realized that he can't be used. I'm like, I kind of wish Nash realized that. Yeah, but he's not going to. He's going to play Drummond probably ten minutes.
0: Yeah, I, I was checking the box score for that Steven Adams when I'm not getting off track here, but I was like, oh, he only played three minutes. Did he get ejected? But I just I tuned into the game, saw him over there on the bench, so I didn't I And what do you know? Hitting. They're up
1: 30. Yeah. When, yeah. Adams should not be on the floor, and Drummond should not be on the
0: floor. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I like this play uh, under eight and a half rebounds for Drummond here uh, against the Boston Celtics here in game two. I'm going to say in the same game here for my first player prop. I take an assist prop here, and that's going to be with Jason Tatum, a guy that we just said. I'm taking over five and a half here at plus one twenty. And look, he had eight in game one, but I think we kind of talked about this in the second half, especially uh, sorry, second half of the season, where he's trying to trust his teammates a little more. It might also have something to do with Marcus Smart calling him and Brown out earlier this year, but he has been passing the ball more. Um, like I said, in game one. He had eight assists. He might be seeing double teams coming. So that may give some more uh, assist opportunities, but at least in the final 10 games of the regular season, Tatum had uh, six or more assists in seven of those 10 games. As I did mention, he did finish with eight in game one. He played 40 plus minutes in game one. So I'm expecting this minutes to be there. And again, like I said, he's been trusting his teammates a little more. So those guys should be able to knock down some open shots if he's able to get into them. So at plus odds, uh, for what he's been able to do in game one in the final stretch of the regular season, those 10 games at over five and a half assists at plus 120. I'm going to take a stab at that with Jason Tatum at uh, over five and a half assists here, Scott.
1: So my question for you is, I forgot, what was the minus cutoff? Like 150?
0: Yeah, I'd say 150.
1: Okay, because the reason why I'm asking is because I do most of this research, especially for the playoffs, the night before. Mm -hmm. And then I'll have to check in the morning how the lines move. Yeah. So I had the same prop as you. Okay. I had Tatum over four and a half assists, and it was minus 130 last night. But of course, that's no longer available at all. Yeah. But I did find Tatum over four and a half assists at minus 148. Okay. I'm going to take that. Uh, you can go for the five and a half at plus money if you want, but I'll go a bit on the safe side here yeah. at the end of the day. I expect the nets to over, I'd say defend Tatum or they're just mm-hmm. going to force anybody else to beat them, which is probably what they should do. But I see, I can see that happening. He's had at least six assists in six of the last seven games yeah. or six of his last seven games. Mm-hmm. And he played 45 minutes in game one. He didn't come out in the entire second half. Yeah. So if this game's close and since they won, they're probably going to stick with the same formula. Tatum's going to be on the court for pretty much the entire game. Yeah. I'm not taking unders with a guy that's going to play about 98% of the game.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that that's one of the main handicaps as well, is that he's going to play. He's going to play 40 plus minutes for sure, but don't be surprised if we see him out there for 45 minutes again, against uh, the Nets here in game two. So I'll take uh, yeah, Jalen, sorry, J- Jason Tatum over five and a half assists. At plus 120 here tonight uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I, I
1: like it too. I'll, I'll just yeah. take the safe approach.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I like it. Uh, second player problem, What do you got?
1: So that was Tatum. So now okay. I got a pivot. Uh, my third one was the guy we talked about, one of the first player we talked about, actually. It's going to be Tyrese Maxey. And I'm looking at him over 18 and a half points at yeah. minus 110. I really can't avoid it. He's scored at least 23 points in each of the first two games. He's averaging 30-plus per game in the series. Mm-hmm. He's played at least 38 minutes in each of the first two games as Philly has fully realized he needs to be on the court all the time. Yeah. And on top of that, he's faced Toronto a lot since they are in the same division. They've faced off six, uh, six times this season, including the playoffs, and Maxi has scored 19-plus points in five of those six meetings. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's going to get to 20. Toronto can't guard him. I'm going to take the over.
0: Yeah, I mean, no argument from me here. Uh, we fully endorsed him earlier when we were talking about him, and again, a player that uh, the Toronto Raptors cannot stay in front of. So again, he should. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets into that 25 point range again, or 20 to 20 to 25 point range here tonight against the uh, against sorry against the Raptors. So he's a defensive. Uh, he's a nightmare matchup for the Raptors. So I fully endorse that one as well. Uh, my maxi over 18 and a half points for Scott player prop number three for him. And then for my second one, I'm going to say that same game, um, and I'm going to go over to the Raptors side. This was a play I had on Monday. That's going to be Fred Van Vliet over three and a half, uh, three point shots made. He made four in that first quarter uh, for the Raptors, him being back at home, where I think he's a little bit more comfortable. um, I think he should get over this again. This one is at minus minus one thirty two. So that number moved since the game one number, um, Look, I think that, you know, we know that Scotty Barnes is not going to be there for the Raptors. He is doubtful. Uh, Questionable tag right now on Gary Trent Jr. I know he's dealing with some type of illness, non-COVID related. So again, it's going to have to be OG Ananobi. It's going to have to be Fred Van Vliet. It's going to have to be uh, Pascal Siakam if they're going to want to win a game in this series. So I think that coming back home here tonight, um, I think that Fred Van Vliet should be more comfortable. He had 16, 16 three-point attempts, in game two. So he's going to be firing on all cylinders here, trying he to made get a one victory after the first quarter. He had one after the first quarter. He
1: did. Okay. Cause I yeah. remember he made like his first four. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened. Somebody left a window open. Cause he just didn't yeah. make a shot for the final three quarters.
0: Yeah. So he did knock down five in that game. Uh, he won more only in the final three quarters there, but the attempts are going to be there. The minutes are going to be there for him as well. Shot volume is going to be there. So I'm going to continue riding this as if it's going to be priced at three and a half. So give me, fv over three and a half three uh three point shots made here uh scott
1: yeah he attempted 16 you're not going to get any argument yeah. from it
0: <laughs> um so i'll get to my last one because we had agreement on the jason tatum prop um i was kind of going I back take, and...
1: i would take Claxon over and rebounds but i don't see it up yet yeah that was going to be the fact though yeah uh, extra one if that pops up
0: yeah i agree with you on that maybe we can tweet that out later uh if it does pop i think that will be closer to game time um I'm going to go with DeMar DeRozan here tonight, over 27 and a half points. Look, this this Chicago Bulls team, if they're going to have a chance to win any games here in this series, it's going to have to be on the back of DeMar DeRozan. And I know he had a very, very, very rough shooting night uh, against the Bucs in game one. I think he was like 6 of 25, yeah, in game one. Definitely expecting him to bounce back here against this um, Bucs team. He's been pretty good against them in the, uh, the first, or at least during the regular season uh, against the Bucks. I think 27 and a half is a little conservative. I think he can get into that range of 28 and a half, and I'm seeing some books start to move over to that 28 and a half number for DeMar DeRozan. So, you know, I, again, it's a guy that can score from any spot of the uh, floor, at least inside the three-point line. He can get to the basket at will um in the four games in the regular season against the Bucks he had 40 21 29 and 35 so again shot volume should be there for him as well like it was in game one so I'm gonna take DeMar DeRozan here Scott over 20 let's call it 28 and a half because that's where it's majority moving right now
1: well you know the volume's gonna be there for better or worse the question is 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 he gonna be awful again he can't really be any worse than he was in game one (laughs) yeah I I mean there's really not much more to say. I guess the one concern I'll have is maybe blowout potential if you think that Chicago might get absolutely steamrolled, which I think might happen in this game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's playoff to Rosen. We've been here before. We know that he'll have some big games and occasionally stink. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I guess the only thing I'll say is, are you concerned that all that Milwaukee, after really just having an awful game, uh, itself and yeah. allowing Chicago to hang around. Do you think there's a chance Milwaukee just takes them in the woodshed?
0: I, I think so. There's a possibility of that I think we've seen this with this Bucks team a lot of times during the regular season is that they get out to these great leads in the first quarter and it happened again in game one. They were up 34 to 21 and we're like, okay, here we go again. This seems going to get blown out, but the shooting really regressed for them through the rest of the, the game and I, the Bulls were able to hang around and I think again in the second half, I think that Even if it is a blowout, again, I think there's a possibility that Bulls do, you know, make a run in that second half and he's able to play enough minutes for him to get over this number. So I think he comes out playing well. I wouldn't be surprised if he's around 15 to 17 points in that first half. And then he kind of cruises and and gets to that number in the second half, probably that third quarter so. The, the thing that does concern me about the Bucks is that they do let teams back into the game. So I think there is a possibly, I agree with the pullout potential. It's there always for sure, especially with a 10-point spread. Um, and you're expecting the Bucs to shoot better tonight, both teams, especially what we saw in game one. Um, but I'm going to bank on it. I think DeMar can bounce back, especially with the way he shot in game one. So I'll I'll, I'll take that at over twenty eight and a half and a half for him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Let's take uh, one more quick break here. We'll come back and then we will get into a special segment here uh, with a brand new sponsor for the SGPN Network. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under for example number of points in basketball or hits in baseball then choose the amount of money you want to enter into that contest if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in the main reason i'm excited about over under on sleeper is that it's the only app where i can i can join my buddies contest and play together it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and copy my friends picks with the tap of a button it's insane Insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over/under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code SGPNBA and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper then use promo code SGPNBA. That's SGPNBA. Terms and conditions apply. See sleepers' terms of use or details. Ross brought you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five, that's right, all right, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So, so go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% in savings that's ipvanish.com slash sgp all right coming off of the break here uh, as i discussed and you guys have mer- have heard uh, on the mothership show with sean and ryan as well as our ad breaks uh new sponsor of the show sleeper and they're a fantastic um fantasy platform but they also added a new feature that's over under picks for um a lot of these player props and you can just go in there you can start a whole squad we have about i think eight to nine guys in the sgpn squad right now um and and what you pretty much it's pretty much simple you get in there you go to the matchups for tonight you'll see boston versus is um the brooklyn nets sixers raptors the pregame slash chicago and the milwaukee bucks and simply what you do you go in there you you put in your picks for the night as far as player props so the one prop that we did like here tonight, both of us, was Jason Tatum, over four, four and a half assists, five and a half assists. You can pick that one, and then you can also put in the plays that we gave out to you guys today, which was uh Scott. What were your three again that you had? Jason Tatum what was your first one.
1: Uh Drummond rebounds under and Maxi over in points.
0: Yeah, and the th- great thing about this one is that let's say I'm gonna I'm gonna follow Scott on his picks here, so I'm gonna take under. On the Drummond uh, rebounding prop, I'm going to take the over on Jason Tatum's assist. And then I'm going to take his last player prop there as well. I'm going to wait for uh, Nick Claxton to drop on there. They usually drop them uh, later in the day as the day is kind of progressing. But you pick three props. You can go over, under on all those guys. And then you have the option there to go either all in, which means that you go all three of these have to win for you to uh, win money and and if you do a twenty five dollar uh, prop there, it's six. It's plus six fifty on a on a three leg parlay, uh, which is pretty much what it turns out to be. So it's plus six fifty odds. It's it's really fun to get on the app. And the cool feature is that they have a group uh, like I was talking about. We have an SGPN squad there. We have about seven or eight guys in there, and you can see what everybody is picking. So if you like my picks and if you like Scott's picks. You can just go in there and just copy it, put in however much you want to bet on that uh, on those uh, three-leg parlays. You can go all in, or you can take the classic version. We on the SGPN network love going all in. So um, those, like I said, will play plus 650 on your odds on however much you want to get down. So make sure to uh, download Sleeper from the App Store or go to the website. It's super simple to use, but make sure... When you do get in, there is a $100 match deposit up to $100. Use promo code SGPNBA to get in there and follow our picks. So I'm going to parlay all three of mine. Like I mentioned, I'm going to go DeMar DeRozan over 28.5 points. I'm going to go Jason Tatum over 5.5 assists. Then I'm going to take... Um, My second player prop, which was Fred Van Vliet, over three and a half, three-point shots made uh, for his for a plus 650 payout. I've been kind of cold. I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to go ahead and lock those in for tonight. um, And hopefully I can get my first victory over on Sleeper. So make sure to get over Sleeper. uh, Download the app. Really fun to use. Join the squad. uh, Make sure to use promo code SGPNBA. Uh, if you do get in there, it's a lot of fun. You'll get a $300 courtesy up sleeper. And if you do have fantasy teams, um, maybe you have hockey going on or you have your baseball leagues, make sure to get in there. Um, it's a lot of fun, uh, with your crew. And again, with, you can see what everybody else is picking as well. So make sure to get over to sleeper promo code SGP NBA. All right, Scott, let's get into our best bets here for tonight. Uh, for this Wednesday night schedule here for the NBA playoffs, I'll give you the floor first here, my man. Uh, Best bet for tonight.
1: It's going to be Drummond under eight and a half rebounds at minus 124. I already laid out my case, but once again, this is kind of like an Adam situation against Minnesota. He should not be on the floor. Now you can argue about foul trouble. If something happens to Claxton, maybe Drummond would be the next guy in or the fact that he's going to start for probably the first five, 10 minutes, maybe of the first quarter. But they still have Aldridge. They still have Griffin, who they can try to throw out there. But Drummond ain't it. And we saw that in Game 1. And I really expect Nash to pivot. Because the splits with Claxton compared to Drummond Mm -hmm. were not even close. Claxton played 31 minutes. He was plus 10. Drummond played 17 minutes. He was minus 13. And if you remember just selectively... The third quarter onslaught that Boston got out to, mm-hmm. you know, Drummond was on the floor, mm-hmm. and then Claxton came back. They were now in double digits, and then the Nets won in a massive run. So, yeah. based on the fact that Drummond is technically the starting center, I'm going to use that to my advantage because he's clearly the backup.
0: Yeah, I don't hate the pick. Look, if we even go back to the regular season, if we want, I mean, he hasn't played 25 or more minutes since. Uh, the start of April, and I know that was a, the final weeks of the season there, but the most minutes he's played since then it was 24 minutes. And again, if if Steve Nash, you said it, it's, it's a big question mark with him. We don't know if he's going to do it, but you should expect him not to play very many minutes here tonight for Andre Drummond. So I love this play for his under uh, eight and a half rebounds at Scott's best bet. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with that one I had on Monday. Uh, I'm going to go Fred Van Vliet, man, over three and a half, three-point shots made here. Got it done in that first quarter. I know he cooled off a little bit, but the uh, the pure shot volume that's going to be there for Fred Van Vliet here tonight. Uh, back at home, where he probably is a little bit more comfortable behind that ruckus crowd uh, here in game three. It should be a lot of fun to watch that game. But Fred Van Vliet, again, uh, made five in game one. All throughout the season, we've been backing this player prop. He's going to be key here tonight for me if the Raptors want to get a victory against the Sixers, whether it's in game three or game four. So I'm going to continue riding Fred Van Vliet over Three and a half threes made here tonight for uh, the Toronto Raptors against the Philadelphia 76ers in game three. Uh, Scott, that's going to be it, man. Uh, This was a lot of fun to uh, dissect some players. I've been playing really well, obviously, and get out our player props as well. Uh, You have anything else you kind of want to get off your chest before we get out of here?
1: Not really. I'm just looking forward to the group of games tonight. They should be pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two of the games have spreads within four points. I'm expecting to see some fireworks here you have anything you want to get off your chest? Because I think the one concern I have right now is this Phoenix situation because I have a future of them to win the West. But once again, that's a free bet and I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But do you think there's any value in New Orleans right now just to win the series? Or do you think it's (sighs) a little bit of an overreaction and you might want to wait and see how it plays out?
0: Yeah. I kind of want to wait and see what the extent of the injury is going to be because hamstrings can be tricky. I've seen guys come back within a couple days or sometimes it takes a couple yeah. weeks. So um, and I think it's a wait and see approach. If Devin Booker, do you think Phoenix will lose
1: if Booker doesn't return for the series? I, I
0: don't, don't know. I think so. I don't, I don't think so. I don't know. It, it's, it's really, I don't want to say it's a toss up, but I think it's going it's, seven. You think so without Devin Booker? I, th- I actually really like how
1: new Orleans has been playing recently.
0: Okay. I'm not going to argue it. I mean, yeah, they've been, they played really well in the playing tournaments. They had a great game too behind. Brandon Ingram, but as long as Chris Paul is obviously still on the floor, you always have a chance with that guy on the floor, right? High IQ basketball player, one of the smartest players in the game, if not the smartest player, you're going to expect the other guys to step up if Devin Booker does miss a couple games here or is lost for the series. But I think guys like Cam Johnson are going to have to step up on the offensive side of the basketball. Uh, DeAndre Aiden, again, he's going to have to be a guy that's going to have to step up offensively for them as well. Would I be shocked if they lost without Devin Booker? No, because Devin Booker is a guy that can go out and get you a 40-piece every single night. But um, I think Phoenix will probably get it done here, possibly six or seven games. Uh, But I don't expect them to lose this series. Um, But again, if they do lose you got to give credit to the Pelicans for the way they have been playing, especially in the playing tournament and in game two behind Brandon Ingerman, CJ McCullough. And defensively, they've been better as well um, ever since they put Jackson Hayes that starting lineup to kind of get protection behind Valentinus. So I'm um, not surprised about that, but I'm feeling good. to about-
1: ask you, sorry, oh, I just want to ask ahead. you one fun scenario. I'm kind of yeah. curious what your thoughts are. Assuming New Orleans pulls this out. Okay. Let's say they win in six. Mm-hmm. Can you bring Zion back at any point in the playoffs? Oh, I gotta ask. I don't know. Cause you you suddenly, if you pull this off, I think you, you have suddenly to. add in an extra two, three weeks of him potentially coming back. I think you have to. Like if he's ready to play, he's oh, ready I wasn't to worry about chemistry, but that's a second yeah. story.
0: Yeah, especially with him and CJ McClub not having a lot of uh, or any uh playing time together. You have to bring them back, right? Like, this is your chance. Like, you've beaten the number one seed. Now you're going to take on the winner of who's the Fort, the Dallas and the Utah series. And you have a great they, chance to make it to the Western Conference finals. Exactly. So you got to bring them back, right? Especially when you have a chance to get to the uh, Western Conference finals there. So, yeah, if they get out of the series and Zion's ready, I think you should put him out there. It doesn't have to be for a lot of minutes if he's out there for what, 2022. 20, 25 minutes max. Put them on the bench
1: unit. Try something.
0: Yeah, I think you got to bring them back, especially if you beat the number one team. Um, but let's not put the cart before the horse. This Phoenix team is the number one team in the West for a reason. But the scenarios are definitely out there. I understand your argument for sure. But I feel great about the Golden State Warriors. I know it's a bad matchup for Denver, but they look great. Um and again, my other ticket in the East is the Miami Heat. So they're off to a good start as well. Uh, defensively, I think they're going to be a problem for any team. Um, this is offensively. I kind of have questions for them after uh, Jimmy Butler. But it's going to be a fun playoff, Scott. I'm really excited for it. Um, that's going to do it for the PropCast here today. We'll be back tomorrow uh, for the PropCast. And we'll be back on Friday as well for the PropCast. So definitely look out for the player props as we get through these NBA playoff. Uh Scott, anything else? And let the people know where they can find you, man.
1: You can find me on Twitter at Rice Radio, R-E-I-C-H-E-L Radio. Besides that, nah, still doing a bunch of editing, still on the podcast every Wednesday. I'll be on the NBA Gambling Podcast tomorrow. Yep. And, yeah, a lot going on, and I'm just happy about it.
0: Yeah. Okay, great time of year for sports, NBA playoffs, one of the most exciting times. So definitely check out Scott and Terrell tomorrow on the NBA Gambling Podcast as we're grinding away here in the NBA playoffs. With that being said, Good luck with your picks here tonight. Uh, like I said, Scott Terrell will be back tomorrow for the NBA pod, and I will be here with Dan. Dan makes his return uh, for the podcast. cast, uh, so we'll be back here tomorrow as well. Uh, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.